Hey everyone, it's Real Life Real Crime Daily for Wednesday, June 20th. In Louisiana, driver's license holders across the state are exposed in a massive cyber attack. Las Vegas police stop a mass shooting threat during the Stanley Cup just hours before it were to take place. And members of the Harvard Medical School morgue are caught selling body parts to a nationwide network of buyers. These stories and more coming at you today. I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Sup, fellas. What up? Hey, before we get started. Happy hump day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Before we get started, I want to say, and I'm remiss in doing this, I didn't catch it to afterwards because I went on social media a bunch this weekend, but our hearts and prayers go out to all the people that were affected by the storms. I know a lot of you were still without um, power, lifers, and, and everybody else, and um it's unfortunate, and and prayers and thoughts go out to everybody. Amen. Man, it makes you realize how spoiled yep. we all are. Because I was up in Jackson and uh, Mississippi and uh, with my wife's family, and we lost power like 5 o'clock yeah. on Sunday. And we could not sleep. Yeah. And my wife is just – and I'm like, honey, people – for centuries, this is what, yeah. <laughs> this is what they did. You got a pillow and a soft bed. Let's like right. suck it up and and uh, and make it happen. And then she got angry at me. I got a flashlight, and every time she wasn't paying attention, I was just shining the flashlight uh, on her ass. I'm <laughs> sure that went over well. <laughs> sure that went over So well. I had her ass in a strobe. I was doing all this different stuff. And she, she was well, just getting so mad. I, I get it. Let's go. Have to do right. something to yeah. make it fun while you're in the a year and a half dark. Go. Whenever it was, uh, I guess it was Ida or whatever, you know, I lost my big home in, in Marpal. So I, I get what those people are going through. I spent 19 days on the generator running my freezers and all that stuff, and it's just a bad time. And you, you're right, we are spoiled, and we don't realize how bad it is until you go through something like that. That's right. And, uh, we skated last year on any knock on wood, tropical storms or hurricanes, and uh, but these things happen, and then the prayers go out to them, and – yeah, we're thinking about y'all. Yeah, I also want you to, you to know, Woody, that I did not make the first move in this attempt to get a threesome going over the uh, over the weekend on social media. I don't know if you followed that from your fishing uh, spot, but uh, but your wife is the guilty culprit there. I just kind of went along I'm with sure the joke. I'm is. sure the audience yeah. will back me up on I'm sure she that. is. And, and again, I didn't do a lot of social media this weekend for various different reasons. Had a freaking ball game. Not even in my control, but the uh, it's all good. Okay, y'all, and look, the LSU Tigers almost pulled it off against Wake Forest, the number one team in the country yesterday in the College World Series, uh, fell one run short, and they're playing tonight, y'all. We record the this particular episode on Tuesday, so yeah. on Tigers. Thursday's episode. You'll be able to tell if we won or not. Cause heard, I'll be naked in the studio. For I, 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 I heard Olivia, our girl Olivia Dunn was there, and they yes. said they said yes, you see the they mob her. around her and Peyton Manning. Yeah, well, I saw Peyton. Manning. Yeah, I did get to watch uh, Steam pitch. Uh, um, God, when, uh, I guess it was Saturday. Awesome. I got to watch that, and then, but I didn't get to see it last night. But I saw uh, Olivia. You need to come on the show, girl. That's uh, right. Um, and all the people that were. Packed in around her. Absolutely. All, All right. right, y'all ready to get in some crime, crime time? Let's crime rock time. and roll. Let's do it. 
Look, every Louisiana driver's license holder in the state has been exposed in a massive cyber attack. Now, the personal details of every holder of driver's license in the state of Louisiana were exposed to hackers who pulled off a cyber attack that also affected some federal agencies. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards said his staff believes everyone with a driver's license, everyone. Six million people. ID card or car registration issued by the state of more than 4.6 million residents probably had their name, addresses, and social security numbers exposed. Other personal information to which the attackers apparently had access to were the driver's license numbers, handicap place card information, uh, birth dates, heights, uh, anything that's on your license they had access to. The number of records to be involved, as Mike just told you, is around 6 million. The Russia-linked extortion gang C-10P. Is that how you'd say that, Mike? C-10P? I mean, Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, Russia. Which claimed credit for the recent hack, has previously said it would not exploit any data taken from government agencies and ensured it had erased such information. It's not true, because that the day after that happened, I had... Somebody do a hard pull on my credit for some bullshit company out of like Minnesota or somewhere, and it wasn't me. Well, that was so, that was me, Woody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a pain in the ass. What it is. Uh, Edwards also said there was no evidence that the hackers had sold, you shared, or released the information, but the governor did suggest that Louisiana take steps to protect their identity. Those steps include freezing their credit to prevent the opening of new accounts in the names in in their names, changing all of their digital passwords, obtaining a special number from federal IRS service to prevent someone else from filing tax returns in your name. I don't know. I might would like if they did that. You want to do my taxes? Go right ahead. No, they're going to file fake shit. So they can get a return. But no, but you want to talk about the worst Freaking thing that can happen to you. Oh, identity. I, I had no I had fake tax returns filed in seventeen other states in my name. Oh, in like seventeen, two thousand seventeen. That was also me, Mike. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> that was you too. Yeah. You were busy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It's. Uh, I know someone that had went there, not to that extent, but has went through just identity theft. Just right. had a bunch of credit cards yeah. taken out in their name, and it, you're right. It Pain is. It's a ass. nightmare. Yeah. Um, Louisiana Motor Vehicle Office was among several organizations to use the software. The software was called Move It, and it was designed. It basically transfers large digital files. A lot of companies, not just the uh, Motor Vehicle uh, Administration, uses this. A lot of companies do. Well, that apparently that software had some sort of uh, uh, weakness, yeah. and they were the hackers were able to breach this. And they were able to steal that information. Look, this has not been a big topic, really, around the the, the water cooler, to say the least. And it's a major deal, y'all. Yeah. A lot of people, hopefully, uh, won't have this happen. But there's a chance a lot of people in you know about a month are going to be like, what the heck? Yep. My credit just dropped to 400, right. and, and I've got nine accounts open that I didn't know right. I had. Uh, there's no telling. I am friends with a guy that owns a company, and what they basically do is cybersecurity. So he was telling me, he said, you know, nine out of ten times, nothing's going to happen because, in, let's say in this case, the state of Louisiana will negotiate with these hackers, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll pay them. Mm-hmm. They'll pay them off not to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And you might say, well, I mean, are the hackers going to really do it? Yeah, they yeah. really do. Well, with the, it, they'll give you all that back. They, they sell it to the well, people like the people in Jamaica and stuff like that. And they try to open the, the fake mm-hmm. credit card accounts and all that. And if all it, they got to be do is to be successful once. If it's yeah, specifically right. a ransomware attack. Right. But I don't think this is a ransomware attack. Um, look, the first big thing, and it's and it's – I don't know why in this state it's everything is last minute and never on time. This, the, so this is basically a bug and move it software. They send out the patch. So anyone working with that software had the patch to go do the work necessary to prevent this from happening. Mm-hmm. Of all the states that were exposed, there's only one that didn't do the fucking patch in time to prevent this shit from getting hacked. So 6 million people in this state got exposed because this state didn't have its shit together enough to put the freaking patch in place to prevent this from happening. And, uh, you know, uh, state's going to get sued if shit, the smartest thing the state could do is try and negotiate something with somebody if they're open to it. But while I I don't know that, that that's the intent of, uh, of, of what they did, but it, I agree. It's like the same reason that the, the, the pothole never gets patched when it's one foot. It's it's got to be a ten foot gorge between before anybody shows up to fix the damn the damn pothole around here. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, y'all. The um, y'all follow hockey? No, a little bit. See, I never really did, but I watched the uh, documentary on Netflix or whatever it might have been Prime about the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights the season. They expanded and they they went to Vegas. It was the same time the big mass shooting happened from Manly at the concert. Yeah, right, right. So they won, but they have the expansion team that year, and they actually won the big Stanley mm-hmm. Cup. Well, guess what? I'm gonna take you back to it, and, and it was really well done documentary. I watch all the sports documentaries. I think they got to the finals. I don't think they no, they won it. I thought this was the first year they I won. I'm telling you, we can look it up. I watched the documentary. They won it. Uh, if they didn't win, then I may be wrong on that. But they did more than anybody else had done. They were Las Vegas strong was their thing. But listen, what happened, y'all? In Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Metro Police arrested a man who threatened a mass shooting at the Stanley Cup final hours before the Vegas Golden Knight clinched the championship. Just before noon last Tuesday, police responded to a business for a report of a person who was later identified as Matthew DeSavio, 33, who was threatening a mass shooting at the Stanley Cup final. The person told the police DeSavio had stalked them for about a decade. DeSavio later showed up to the business where officers arrested him. DeSavio also posted threatening messages about the, same, about the game on Facebook. He said, I'm coming for you guys tonight, and I hope you get every bleep. The police officer in Vegas, Golden Knights, there to defend you, one message said, according to police. Hope Sin City is ready for the Mandalay Bay Massacre Part due, he said. Another person contacted police seeing the Facebook post where DeSavio claimed to want to conduct a mass shooting at the T-Mobile Arena. Considering that 58 people were shot and killed during the Route 91 Horse Festival on October 1, 2017, Police really took this threat serious. Then in another post, DeSavio wrote, I warn y'all, October 1st was just a preview. Police arrested DeSavio outside of the business about five hours before the game. 
As patrol officers were placing the Savio in the patrol car, the Savio declared several excited utterances, asking if anyone had seen his Facebook post yet and that the Knights need to win by a certain amount or he will do a repeat of the Mandalay Bay 1 October shooting. Um, and y'all basically locked him up. Now, you know this dude's ass is in a crack. You threaten that. I mean, it's certainly one of the worst mass shootings in, in the history of the United States that happened on October, October 1, 2017. We actually had a lifer who was mad about one of the gun stories we did earlier on. And he said, I was a fan, but I was a victim of this shooting. I said, I say guns kill people. People don't kill people. He said, that's bullshit. I, know, I lost my leg in the shooting, which I felt horrible for him. But mm-hmm. still, that guy was up there pulling the trigger, right? So this dude is going to get hammered. I mean, you can't do that. Uh, uh, and But who knows if he had an intention to do it. They didn't say anything about finding firearms or whatever, but he was making it known. That the he, threats alone yeah, 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 get you in a lot of trouble. It's not the day and time to yeah. do that, right? And his motive? Just Nut job? Yeah, probably. And I hate to say that because they, they're going to try to use that as a uh, – you know, the, the insanity the defense. Sanity defense, yeah. But thank God it didn't happen. You remember, um, anyway. you know, and uh, Mike, not, Mike might not realize this, Woody, but we, you know, we had a hockey team here in Baton yeah, Rouge. Yeah, the uh, Kingfish. Baton Rouge Kingfish. Yeah. You go to any games? You I ever did. go to? They were fun. Yeah. Did they play, play in the same league with that Jackson team? Was the Jackson team in that league? I don't remember. They played right there at the – well, now it's the Raising Canes River Center. But that's where they, they – My, Minor league hockey is – talk about oh, a fun, fun, cheap yeah. night. It's oh, like yeah. going minor league baseball, same thing. Yeah. I mean, cheap tickets and uh, cheap beer and – Well, and know, for the whole, people that – The whole crowd is drunk by the time you get to the second period. Never exposed to hockey. It was yeah, really sure. interesting. <laughs> hey, there's no better – All we wanted to see was fight. There's no better – uh, in venue spectator sport. I yeah, mean, you, I agree. you the action is so fast, and you're right on top of it, and it's great. Hey, you're right. This was their first win, so congratulations to them, and they made it. That I think they made year. it to the conference right, finals right. that year and yeah. for being a draft team. Yeah, for an expansion. And team those guys was. felt like they're all getting raped because they didn't want to get picked and sent to the draft team. That's what the whole documentary is about, and how they came over in the same year that that horrible shooting happened in 2017. Neither of you guys went to Harvard, did you? Harvard. Harvard Law. You thought about it. I, I mean, thought to, about it. We teach. all had the SATs and the and – the, uh, I used to teach as the GPAs to get in there, there, but I, I quit. Yeah. No Harvard. Couldn't handle those snooty kids, right? Yeah. Those spoiled trust, they have, trust they fund they brats. They didn't have crawfish. I came on. Southie. Well, here's a story Harvard won't be that proud of, um, and I don't think we have that many Harvard listeners, so you – the two folks. The two folks in Cambridge, Mass, listening Boston. to us right now can. Hey, we love y'all out there. By the way, yeah, you can bite. You can bite me if you're a Harvard Harvard listener. Yeah, shout it out in the comments. Yeah, blow up Mike on that one. <laughs> you, can, you have my permission. You know, Mike's been sticking all these videos and stuff in. They get a lot of response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they can blow me in. Harvard. <laughs> um, here's my Harvard story. It's the Harvard morgue theft ring. Members of a macabre theft ring stole human remains from the Harvard Medical School morgue in Cambridge, Mass., and sold the body parts to a nationwide network of buyers. This all starts with a guy by the name of Cedric Lodge, who is the former manager 
of the Harvard Medical School morgue. He's accused of stealing, of stealing and selling human body parts for profit. He was indicted along with his wife, Denise Lodge, a woman by the name of Katrina McLean, a guy by the name of Joshua Taylor, and three other people who aren't quite as important for me telling this story. So they're all accused of taking part in this uh, network that stole body parts from cadavers before they were cremated and then selling them off to buyers officially. Um, that is called a interstate transport of, go- of stolen goods. So that is what they are charged with. I'd say officially it's a conspiracy and they're charged with interstate transport of stolen goods. At times, Cedric Lodge allowed McLean and Taylor to enter the morgue at Harvard Medical School and examine cadavers to choose the parts they wanted to purchase. Yeah, I'm sure they had an order for them already. Yes, they, they got to go shopping in the supermarket. Right. On some occasions, Taylor transported stolen remains back to Pennsylvania where he lived. On other occasions, the Lodge's shipped stolen remains to Taylor and others out of state. Cedric Lodge, quote, stole dissected portions of donated cadavers, including, for example, heads, brains, skin, bones, and other human remains without the knowledge or permission of HMS. He and his wife would reach out discreetly to a network of online buyers. So this was all done online. A 15-page indictment doesn't go into extended detail about what body parts were purchased Four in terms of the exact cost, but it does mention that McLean shipped human skin to a man in Pennsylvania and engaged in his services to tan the skin to create leather. Nice. That was a nice uh, uh, usage. Um, I, I, I bet that guy's happy to see uh, that's. It puts the lotion in the basket. McLean asked Cedric Lodge to supply more tissue um, because he needed more for the dude that he built the chest piece. For, which is what he did with that guy's skin. Christ. According to the indictment from September 3rd of 2018 to July 12th of 2021, Taylor sent 39 electronic payments to a PayPal account run by Denise Lodge for human remains Cedric Lodge stole and then sold from Harvard. A May 2019 payment from Taylor had a memo, quote, head number seven. And a November 2020 transaction was uh, was just entitled, quote, Brains. A lawyer for Taylor declined to discuss the case Wednesday afternoon. Attorneys for the Lodges and McLean's couldn't immediately be reached for comment. We're appalled to learn that something so disturbing could happen on our campus, a community dedicated to healing and serving others. The reported incidents are a betrayal of Harvard Medical School, and most importantly, each of the individuals, I should be doing this in my snooty voice, who altruistically choose to will their bodies to HMS through the anatomical gift program, said an HMS representative. Um, After learning of this story... (laughs) Uh, I am uh, I'm proud to say there's a man we all know named Roy Provost who operates the only private facility in Louisiana that offers autopsy services in the state. You'll find Roy's business in Broussard just outside of Lafayette and under a big American flag where I promise you not a single organ has ever been sold by anyone. Yeah, and it's also the only place in Louisiana that can facilitate an autopsy. They can embalm, cremate, and 
even cremate your pets. Yes, they can. Right? All under one roof. Right. And yeah, there's only one privately owned facility that offers autopsy services in the state, and that is Parish Forensics. And they've been serving Louisiana since 2007. And I get requests all the time, y'all, about people who say the coroner didn't order their autopsy of the loved one. Mm -hmm. And they you know, it was too late because they had cremated or whatever. Guess what? Parish Forensics does this, okay? And Louisiana Funeral Services and Crematory, the um, it's a full-service funeral home with two on-site crematories serving families with aftercare needs and fe- fellow funeral homes with third-party embalming and cremation needs since 2015. The Louisiana Pet Crematory, locally owned and operated by funeral home professionals, they provide families and veterinarians alike with dignified, private, and communal cremation services with extensive urn and keepsake selections. Louisiana Pet Crematory has been serving South Louisiana with creative pet memorial merchandising since 2019. And if you're a resident of Louisiana, call us. Call them today to speak to someone about their services at 1-800-CREMATE. That's 1-800-273-6283 or 1-800-FUNERAL. That's 1-800-386-3725. And, y'all, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram for the latest memorial products and offerings and more. That's Parish Forensics, Louisiana Funeral Home and Crematory, and Louisiana Pet Crematory of Broussard, Louisiana. Hey, rest easy. That's their tagline. That you is their it. tagline. Now, you've seen many an autopsy. Many, many, right? Many, many. Hundreds. Have, have you ever? No. Uh, neither have I. And yeah. I've watched so much TV over the years that involves autopsies because I've seen every NCIS episode and CSI right. episodes and, and all that. I think we should go out and do it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Y'all, y'all have fun I might, with that. I might blow chunks right there. Y'all have fun yeah, with that. It's tough. It, they, and you hear yeah. me talk about it in real life, real crime episodes. Not as fun as you think. It's probably the, <laughs> the and I've, I've said this before, I don't want one done on me just because it's that invasive. But but if if you have to have it done, that, that it's for obvious reasons. And Parish Forensics, uh, first-class operation, they were going to take care of you in with respect and and admiration but you know in louisiana every corner needs autopsies right in all 64 parishes but not every corner can perform them and every funeral home offers cremation services but not every funeral home has a crematory and and the same for veterinarian officers but in bruce star louisiana a parish forensic that facility is a unique facility unlike anybody else yes it is so Kristen, sapienza Invite me up. I'm going to do it. We'll film it. Watch me. Uh, we'll watch, film it. Watch me puke. Watch me puke while uh, I'm watching Isn't Uncle that, Charlie get, the, get it, cut up. It wouldn't be for entertainment value, uh, right. people, because they wouldn't allow that. But it would be for educational purposes. Uh, I believe everybody should have to see one. I believe if everybody had seen one, like they make kids watch in school, people might kill people less. Good anyway, point. Anyway, so there you go. Wow. All right, so look, if you're a UFC fan, even if you're not a UFC fan, I saw this. You have heard of Conor McGregor. Right. It's amazing. This guy is absolutely probably one of the most four popular uh, names that people that have no idea of even sports have, yep. can recognize that name, Conor McGregor. He is 
from Dublin, Ireland. He, uh, former UFC champion, was accused this week, and this is a crazy story, y'all, of sexually assaulting a woman following game four of the NBA Finals between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. Video has been released showing McGregor and his accuser outside a bathroom at the game where the alleged victim claimed McGregor attacked her. The victim's attorney claims McGregor's security team would not let her leave the bathroom and that the fighter shoved his tongue in the victim's mouth and aggressively kissed her. McGregor, according to the victim, forced her to perform oral sex on him and also tried to sodomize her before she was able to escape. The Heat released a statement that they are aware of the accusations made against McGregor and are conducting a full investigation. Now, this is not the first time that McGregor has faced legal trouble or even sexual assault allegations. Past incidents include charges for strong-arm robbery and criminal mischief in 2019 following an incident with a fan. Last year, the Dublin-area native was also arrested in the Irish capital for driving offenses. In both 2018 and 2019, women accused McGregor of assaulting them in Dublin. And I'll say this, um, anybody can accuse anybody of anything. And I guess the more popular you become in life, the more more risky that becomes. Um, But this does not look good for the former UFC champion. This is some pretty heavy allegations. This is total bullshit. It's total bullshit. Her her story has already been debunked. She first claimed that she was forced into that bathroom, and then video uh, uh, surveillance cameras picked Mm -hmm. up that she walked in voluntarily into that bathroom. She's trying to extort money out of the guy. Uh, very, this, very strong chance of that. I'm not saying I'm not debate. I'm not doubting that. I'm uh, just saying I, I think that he went it to don't the bath- look good. Anytime they, they said he went to the bathroom and I remember his staff came up to told told her, Hey, he wants to see you in the bathroom yeah. and then whatever. But it doesn't matter. Here's the deal. I have a lot of famous, famous clients, uh, including NFL stars, et cetera. I can't, talk about um a lot of them have been i mean they're money targets right i've cleared a lot of them but there's some of them that were guilty so we'll find out this will come out and if she doesn't get paid off a of glory stein and then come in and take her case and get her a big fat check from you know his people so who knows uh if he did it shame on him if she's lying shame on her well, well it, she didn't go to the police she went yeah. to him through a lawyer looking for a check I mean, and this is what happens, and it's exactly what you're talking about, and I saw a lot of it when I was in California as well. It's, uh, look, it's a it's a byproduct out of the Me Too movement. There's a almost a cottage industry of let me go and uh, hook up with uh, some famous person and try to extort some money out of them. Maybe, uh, maybe even before the Me Too movement. I mean, that's been around yeah, a, long, been around long, a time. long time. Yeah. Um let me ask you, Woody, uh, from from a legal standpoint. So, obviously, as I stated earlier, anybody can charge anybody with anything. Right, right. Um, people may be surprised to know that if someone files charges on someone else, they can be arrested with no evidence for that, and yeah. they have to kind of go to court right. to prove their I innocence. I can go tomorrow and, and file a charge saying you punched me in the face today, regardless of whether or not it's true, it has to be adjudicated. Yeah. So what happens if the accuser is found to be lying? 
Is there a charge for that? Uh, that, that I'm, I'm the. It is if it, if it's a federal agent, um, I'm sure they can turn around civilly and get them. Uh, the, but I mean, like I lying think, to like, an officer, uh, or? that you you could lie to a state officer or a local officer all you want to. You lie to a federal officer, you go to prison. Hmm. Yeah, that's. I don't think this is a criminal case, though, right? Uh, civil. Um, yeah. Well, you said he didn't go to the to the police. He right. went to she an went, attor- she, she went. went to an attorney, so it will be a civil case. Yeah, well, here's but I was just curious, happen. even in a criminal you, situation. You better believe he's got insurance, and it's just like if you get an offender bender today, your insurance company's going to stroke a check for what they figure they would be out of, regardless of whether you're right or wrong, just to get it be done with. So it's unfortunate. It, it happens, is. It happens, um, and it is. But let me tell you about a, a, a guy who posed as a federal agent but really wasn't. <laughs> There's a man who falsely claimed to be an immigration and customs enforcement officer who sexually assaulted a woman in Maryland after threatening her with deportation and a firearm. Victor Antonio Reed, 26, faces 11 different charges in connection with the incident, including first and second degree rape, impersonating a law enforcement officer, armed robbery and theft, and he's been held Naturally, he's locked out, right? The Prince George County Police Department Sexual Assault Unit received a report on, report on Tuesday at around 8.15 p.m. about a rape that occurred um, in Oxen Hill. Reed approached the victim, a Hispanic woman in the Sunrise Shopping Center parking lot, flashed a badge, and purported to be an ICE officer. He then instructed her to sit in his car or face deportation. The woman sat in the passenger seat of Reed's car, and he showed her videos of ICE agents arresting people. She told police she was terrified and begged Reed not to deport her, noting that she even offered him money. Reed accepted $100 from the victim but told her she would also have to perform oral sex on him to avoid deportation. She initially refused before he directed her attention to a gun in the back seat of the car. She then complied, and Reed continued to assault her before allowing her to exit the vehicle. She immediately reported the incident to police and detectives obtained surveillance video from the shopping center of Reed's vehicle that helped identify him, and they locked his ass up, um, and he was positively identified from a photo lineup. So mm. there you go. And I find that uh, a lot of these uh, people in the United States, that whether they're uh, legal or not, uh, get taken advantage of in this in right. this situation pretty often because they they don't know the laws. It would be like me going to Mexico, right? You know, uh, and and Absolutely being right. arrested for something. How, I, I would have no idea that if they were. Trying to shake me down, or if it was a legit crime. That, that I mean, story absolutely reminds me of a whole shit ton of stories I haven't told yet on real life real crime. I bet you, I'm gonna do one this week. Lock it up for Patreon members. You wouldn't believe the amount of people who act like they're cops for for nefarious reasons. Yeah. I mean, they have the badge and the guns and pull people over and shit like that. And you know, the police love the rest of those motherfuckers. Oh yeah, sure. God, I can only like, imagine. You want to be a cop, boy? Yeah, yeah. You well, do what I do. Took a lot of courage on the woman's yeah, part because right. it sounds Amen. like sounds like that guy's pulled that routine oh, yeah. before. That's not I mean, his first he, road, yeah. he, it, it was pretty tight There's there. A the guns there, making a threat. Ne- never going to the police. You know why? Because they are here illegal and and they don't want to get deported. Right. right. He right. was pretty confident when he let her out of that car yeah. that he was never. And, and he got a hundred bucks about for it. 
100 bucks and a blowjob. Well, good for, good for good her. Good for her. I agree. The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Au revoir. Horrible story out of Ohio, guys. Um, So if you haven't heard about this story yet, kind of brace in for it, people. Um, An Ohio man is facing murder charges after allegedly lining up his three young sons. Oh, God, I saw this. Age seven, age four, Mm. and age three, and shooting them execution style. Disgusting. One of the boys uh, tried to flee, uh, but Chad Doerman, uh, which is this murderer's name, allegedly told police he hunted him down and brought him back into the house and shot him alongside of his brothers. This all went down on Thursday at about 4.15. That's when a woman called 911 screaming, yelling that her, quote, babies had been shot. And this is the Claremont County Sheriff's Office in Ohio. I think we're close to Cincinnati here. Three minutes later, a driver in the area called 911 to report that a young girl was running down the road screaming, Her father was killing everyone, the sheriff's office said. Deputies rushed to the home in Monroe Township and found Chad Doerman, age 32, sitting on the steps with a rifle next to him. Jesus Christ. Stand up, stand up, a deputy yelled to him before pulling him off the steps and forcing him to the ground where he cuffed him. This is all captured on the officer's body cam. The deputy could hear hysterical screams in the background and asked Dorman what was going on. Dorman calmly replied, nothing. Yeah. Shortly after, deputies found three children who had been shot laying in the yard, totally unresponsive. They attempted CPR, but the children died at the scene. The children's mother, who's 34, who has not been publicly identified, was allegedly shot in the hand while trying to protect the boys from the gunshots. She was taken to a local hospital with obviously non-threatening life, uh, non-life-threatening injuries, and she's going to be okay physically. She'll never, ever be the same mentally. Um, deputies met with her in the hospital to tell her that her three sons had been killed. 
Doerman was arrested without incident and taken to the sheriff's office for questioning. He has since been charged with three counts of aggravated murder. He was taken to the Claremont County Jail where he's being held on $20 million bond. He's not getting out of there. Uh, Doerman allegedly confessed to killing the boys. David Gast, who is the head of the Claremont County Prosecutor's Office Criminal Division, said in court on Friday at Dorman's uh, 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 arraignment, he allegedly planned the shootings for several months. This did not happen on a whim. The trauma that this man has inflicted on his family, the community, law enforcement, first responders, all of the rest of us who have any idea of what is going on here is unspeakable, Gast said. During the arraignment, Dorman stood near the court, flanked by deputies and wearing a protective vest, crying as he listened to Gast. Speaking to the judge, Gast said, quote, there has been full admission in this case, but the evil horror of what we know is impossible to process. In an act of just incomprehensible cruelty, the father lined up his three young boys in their home and shot them one at a time, execution style. In an act of desperation, the mother at some point grabbed the gun the father was wielding to attempt to protect them. One of the boys was able to break away and free and, and flee into the field near the house, Gas said. By Doerman's own admission, the father hunted that boy down, drug him back into the property, and executed him in front of witnesses. I'm asking for 20 million bond, Gas told the judge, that these boys look to their father for love, protection, guidance. He was the man they trusted more than any other person. He was their world, their guardian, and he executed them in cold blood. Doerman's father, Keith Doerman, age 59, told the New York Post that his son just snapped. There was something going on in his life that he couldn't handle anymore. I couldn't talk to him. They aren't letting me talk to him now, so I don't have any more answers. He was hiding a lot of stuff from me. On June 11, Doerman posted pictures on social media of him and his three sons smiling and giving the thumbs thumbs up. Um, uh, uh, Gloria Doerman wrote, Grandma loves this picture. A GoFundMe has now been started uh, to help defray some of the funeral expenses here. Uh, This is just incredibly horrible and, uh, I mean, nothing else to say here. Just brutal. Pure evil. I don't know if they have the death penalty or not, but I sure hope they do in that state. Yeah. And all you who are against the death penalty, this dude doesn't deserve to breathe. Family annihilator almost didn't get to kill the wife. But, I mean, imagine hunting your son down. He knows you just killed your brothers, and daddy drug you back and killed Evil. you too. Evil. And I, that's who he intended to kill was the son. He, did, he, yeah, he, he didn't kill all. the wife. He could have killed the wife. Well, the, but the thing is, there's no justification. There's no explaining that pure evil, like you said, John. Yeah. I, we need a lighter story to get out, yeah. get out from under that funk, and I got one for you. As a matter of fact, I debated making this a banjo for Mike uh, because, and I ended if, up if it's a really good one. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's not going to get good. banjos. It's yeah. good. Stolen story. <laughs> <laughs> a 62 year old man who accidentally shot himself in his sleep while dreaming about a burglary attempt has been charged with illegally owning a firearm. Oh, God. So deputies went to a home in Lake Barrington, Illinois, after receiving a call about a person shot and found Mark DeCaro suffering from a gunshot wound to his leg. 
deputies, they applied a tourniquet to his leg because he was losing a significant amount of blood. Uh, and investigators learned Dakar reportedly had a dream that someone was breaking into his home. So he picked up his 357 revolver and fired at the burglar. However, he shot himself and apparently woke up from the dream. Yes, medics did transport him to a local hospital, and they treated his wound. The bullet lodged itself into Takara's bedding after exiting through his leg. The round did not hit a wall that he happens to share with his neighbors. Lucky there. Uh, Investigators learned that Takara's firearm owner's identification card had been revoked, but he still owned a gun. A 357. Mm-hmm. A 357. The, the Lake County Sheriff's Office arrested DeCaro after the state attorney general approved charges of possession of a firearm without a valid license and reckless discharge of a firearm. And he was booked into the Lake County Jail and later released after posting bond. You know, it blew my mind that they arrested him. Um, I mean, he shot himself in a in a dream. Have y'all ever had dreams where it was you? What do you, y'all sleepwalk? Anything like that? Have y'all I, ever I had problems sleepwalk, with that? But I've had dreams of several. I woke up and and you know swinging or fighting or whatever. Yeah. My my wife had a dream one. Well, she says it was a dream. I woke up one time. She like hit me, and I woke up and I'm like, "What the heck are you doing?" And she. She was acting like she was asleep, and it was a dream. I've always wondered since then, was she really dreaming? Because I, she popped me, man. I woke up like, what the hell is going on? Punched right. me right in the freaking nose. There you go. Yeah. Remember that? Winnie Jabbin? Payback's a bitch. When did, when did we believe I you were sleeping? Yeah. We call that a plaxico, uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> but, but, man, uh, was he sleeping with the gun right next to him? In the, mm, in the I bed? sleep with a gun next to me. I, I have one in a nightstand. Not I mean. in, it's in your bed? That's right. It's yeah, it's right on your nightstand. Yeah, you know right where it is. It's one to reach away. Yeah. Well, but, he was dreaming that well, someone was breaking in his house. Sleeping one under the pillows and everything else. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he was dreaming someone was breaking in his house, so he may have actually have opened the it, nightstand. Yeah. And, and you know what, though, he might have accidentally just shot himself and said I was dreaming. He came up with a bullshit. <laughs> been embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm about fifty but fifty on that. The problem it's not a problem. The deal being is, the, the, you're going to run the weapon and you're going to run the guy, and you find out he's got illegal weapon. He called a charge, and rightfully so. Even though he well, shot himself, yeah, we'll post his picture on uh, on Facebook, yeah. So yeah. not to embarrass him further, but just because. Well, you know, I mean, he should have done it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, listen to this one, y'all. Now, this one really deserves banjos. Also, um, an Oklahoma convenience store clerk and two friends he <laughs> asked to rob his store so he could leave work early have been arrested. Mm. Isaiah Jones told police that he handed over the store's cash to a suspect after the suspect walked into the store on June 5th and passed him a note that said, give me all your money or I will shoot you. The suspect was later identified as Stephen Jones, who was arrested on June 8th and confessed to the robbery. Um, He added that he was hired by a woman named Aaliyah Locke after Isaiah Jones asked her she wanted to rob a store so he could go home early, right? Jesus. Isaiah Jones, arrested June 14th, faces embezzlement and conspiracy to commit um, felony charges. Stevens Jones faces 
conspiracy committed embezzlement and possession of firearm um, after being a convicted felon. Live was arrested on an outstanding warrant on June 9th and could face additional charges. She allegedly confessed to setting up the robbery, saying that Jones paid her afterwards. She also allegedly showed police incriminating text messages from Isaiah Jones. Uh, our human resources department and likely every HR department in the world would like to advise people that this is not the recommended way to leave work early. The police noted in the social media post. <laughs> Well, I thought That's it was some so great you, shit. I, I mean, yeah, I fudged a little bit here and there over the years to do uh, whatever, but I never would have thought of setting up a robbery uh, just to get off work. Right? That's called I mean, did he have a hot date and uh, yeah, want to catch a football game? If you hate your job that yeah, much. You want to watch the LSU play? Uh, uh, what, that, that, that was an essential component of that story to find out what it was that would compel to get him off to, work to need to get out that early. Um well. <laughs> Jeez, that did so deserve crazy. another uh, uh, banjo, banjo moment. Deserving moment. Well, guys, uh, get this: over 120 New Yorkers have tried to hire a hitman. Oh, here we go! That yeah. don't surprise me yeah. a bit. Now we've done two separate stories in recent weeks that involve the parody site rentahitman.com, yeah. but. Little did we know just how popular this site had become. Well, it's a really big hit with New Yorkers. In fact, since 2018, at least 120 people from across the Empire State have turned to the site to try to hire a real-life killer to rub out family members, uh, an ex, uh, to even torch a school. Uh, And this is all according to the website owner, Bob Innes, and what he shared in an interview with the New York Post. Um, I had promised listeners several times I was going to go check out the site. I finally did. And, I mean, it is hysterical. Um, when we we got to tell them, though, that you're, that you're going on assignment this week. You're going up there to check out that build and see if it's legit or not. Well, look, here's – it's rent a hitman, your point-and-click solution. We are 100% HIPAA compliant. HIPAA yeah. – HIPAA meaning Hitman Information Privacy right. and Protection Act of 1964. So uh, in February, Innes tipped off the NYPD to a teenager in Kensington who said she was tired of being bullied at the Urban Assembly School for Leadership and Empowerment, which was in Brooklyn. She wanted to have the school burned down. In another chilling request, a gal named Rebecca from Brooklyn wrote in the subject line, quote, Anything to kill her. Robin in Far Rockaway sent a message titled, I want him so fucking dead. The (laughs) NYPD refuses to provide the details about all of the cases that Innes forward. But a Dutchess County resident, this is north of New York City, supposedly a young boy wanted to kill his own mother. Uh, Innes launched rentahitman.com in 2005 when he and three other uh, college classmates started a computer security business. So the idea of hit was like a hit on your website, like a view or a click. Back then, people just called them hits. And so the idea was was that, you know, they were renting a hitman, somebody to do work on your computer or fix it. And and as we've said before, he sort of forgot uh, that they had done that and left the site just, uh, you know, in mothballs. It was out there, but they weren't doing anything with it. Years later, he checked it 
uh, and uh, the the dormant sites inbox was full, uh, and he was in shock with the all the messages that were there. I certainly didn't expect this. Innes said I didn't expect it at all. Still, he decided to run with it, and he made it clear he wasn't a straight shooter, filling the site with obvious and funny signs that it was a fake contract killer rental agency. I just uh. I told you about the HIPAA thing, uh, the. Uh, uh, the site has led to a pair of recent high-profile arrests that we profiled on Real Life Real Crime Daily. I won't go back through those, but uh, uh, but text on the website's homepage is uh, is pretty hysterical. Tired of getting bullied? Rent a Hitman has assisted individuals just like you have been who have been the victim of bullying at the gym, in the office, or at the club. With a wide variety of solutions available, we ensure that your situation is, res- is resolved accordingly and with the proper care and attention it deserves. Right. Consultations are free and discreet. We can make any troubled relationship disappear. Let's face it. We've all had a relationship or two that you just wish would go away but didn't know how to handle it. Look, no, look no further than rent a hitman and let us take care of the dirty work for you. To get started, just submit a service request form, and one of our highly skilled relationship advisors will provide uh, will provide a free consultation. That's uh, not real. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Tennessee Air National yeah, right. Guardsman Josiah Garcia was arrested in April after he tried to get a job as a contract killer through Innes's site. A uh, uh, a request he also turned over to authorities. Innes said he's cultivated a keen eye for serious murder inquiries and hoaxes, and he has no qualms about turning in requests he deems credible to police. If they're capable of causing harm to somebody else, I have no problem putting them in contact with a field operative, he said. And so having now covered a number of these, finding out there are 120 other ones out there just in the state of New York, Woody. I would like to make a request in recognition of his tremendous comical and totally accidental contributions to capturing bad guys across the U S I would like to nominate Mr. Robert Innes creator of rent to to the all Woody team. I, I concur. I think it's genius. They, I mean, what's genius is the dumbasses are actually still, even after it's been reported, are, are doing 120 New Yorkers. Yeah, that tells you how stupid people are exactly. in the world. I mean, right? I HIPAA, what did you say HIPAA stood for again? We all know what HIPAA means in real life, that medical bullshit, but it, it was hitman information, something. Of, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the great. HIPAA laws are, are privacy protection yeah, 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 laws, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this one, this one said, uh, where's the list? It was, it was Hitman Information Protection yeah, Act Hitman, of 1969. Of 19, 1964, which is yeah. the funniest part, which, uh, yeah, the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. I agree. So this guy has he done a lot of good with something that was just uh, yeah. a whim back in his college days, and I think there's a good chance that they've put hundreds of people yeah. uh uh, uh, behind bars from this, and uh, we are going to recognize him as the third member right. of the All Woody team, right. and we're going to reach out to Mr. Innes and see yes. if we can't get. Him. Wouldn't it be great if we could get him on the phone? I, yeah. Yeah. I bet we can. Well, actually, you're going there this week. When you bring him as a ward, look at look at him. He he's not team. he's not based in New York. He's based in California, I believe. Oh, well, the next time you go, we'll, yeah, we will track him down. Anyway, that's great, great story. All right, so a scary moment. For people outside an Ascension Parish bar, which is for y'all that are not from Louisiana, um, Ascension Parish is is the parish that borders Bat- East Baton Rouge Parish. Uh, it's just the south of us. Yeah, it's it's um, maybe 
five minutes over the line there. You're going to run into Ascension Parish from Baton Rouge. And a scary moment for people outside of a bar there on June 16th as a driver backed his truck into a crowd of people slamming into the front of what was known as Tiger Town Daiquiri. I have been there. That place was packed. Yeah, too. I have too. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. I mean, again, Ascension Parish, you're right, it does butt up, butt up to Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. but it's immediately south of Livingston Parish. When yeah. you cross the uh, Diversion Canal, you're in Ascension Parish. So deputies arrested Micah Dotson, who is 32 of Prairieville, on third offense. Third offense. Let me say that again. Third offense, DWI, yeah. hit and run, reckless a- a- operation, and a slew of other charges. A video that shows the incident is out as someone was taking cell phone video of this. You have to see this video. If you're not following us on Facebook, follow us just to see this video. It's crazy, y'all. The owner of the daiquiri shop uh, left a sign after this incident occurred that said the front of the building sustained damage and he had some wood planks up and it read front door broke back door open so (laughs) another plank read we are open so a witness who was there when dodson crashed his truck into tiger tavern said he was out for blood he was out to hurt somebody that night she added that the owner had been trying to put him out for being too disruptive to the bartenders I knew they were kicking him out a second time because he had come back in he was yelling at us outside she said um, the bar will remain open while the owner makes his repairs. But here's here's what I want to say about all this. Third offense DWI. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, man. Yeah. Well, so let me tell you about that real quick. The Just because you are arrested for third offense, just generally it's going to be the first offense because they have what they call voicanization, all right? So if you get arrested – DWI in Baton Rouge, you get arrested for DWI extension and, and then another one here at Livingston. Each time you go to court, there are the first two are misdemeanors anyway. Each time you go to court, if they don't bring in your entire case file when you plead guilty from the other parish and read it or voicanize you about all, that charge also, it, it'll never be, you won't be convicted for the second offense. And if they don't have the second offense, the DAs don't take the time to do it. That's why you see these people that have 11 offenses and all that. It doesn't mean they're, they're convictions. But Tiger Town, to have real quick, that uh, that owner's a pretty cool guy. He actually bought me a drink when I was in there one day. And for you people that are not from Louisiana, we yes, we have daiquiri shops. And, yes, you can drive through. And, have and that blows people's people, they minds don't understand from that. here. And yeah. You could drive through and pick up your daiquiris and, you know, you could, well, you go no. walk he, out. He with took the drive through a little too yeah, late. Right. He made his own <laughs> drive through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did. Well, the, the interesting thing about the video Thank God he is I didn't, I didn't know the part where he had been – he was in the bar and had been thrown out. Yeah. Uh, the video – before, as he's like coming through the parking lot, yeah. the person videoing it knows how effed up he is right. because they've got the video right. of like right. from the yeah. inception. So you watch him maneuver through that lot and and screeching tires all the way and then just go through the front of a very packed bar. I mean, yeah. easily yeah. somebody could have been killed or, oh, yeah. or badly hurt there. And he blew a three times. Three times illegal limit. Three times illegal limit. Crazy. There you go. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is it that time already? What is that time? It's time to get kinky. It's time to get kinky. Oh, crimes for Wednesday. And listen to day. me. Listen to me. 
This is the greatest kinky crimes we have ever done. Amen. Ever. Wow. Wait till you hear this. Get ready to get kinky. So y'all listen. I don't normally read the headlines, but I'm going to read this headline and then tell you the entire story because this is shit that I could have never dreamed up and I could dream up some shit. So a notorious Swiss cheese pervert pleads guilty to flash a woman from his car and propositioning them while holding slices of cheese. A man dubbed the Swiss cheese pervert has pleaded guilty in a Philadelphia court after being charged for flashing women women while holding slices of Swiss cheese. Christopher Pagano, 42, was charged with stalking, indecent exposure, harassment, and lewdness for his crimes against four women. Several of the victims were able to record video, like Jim Chapman said, you always on video, or take photo- a photograph of Pagano as he harassed them from his car while brandishing cheese. According to police, he would drive up to his victims, expose himself to them, and then ask them if they would like to be paid to engage in sex acts with him involving Swiss cheese. Hell now, yeah! Look, Ah, you know, <laughs> try it 99 times out of 100. It works that one time. I guess it was happy for Great. him. I mean, this is actually work. But he was arrested in March, and uh, but he pled guilty on Monday. He's been sentenced to eight years probation and must report to sex offender counseling. And he can't use his car except to drive to work, church, or medical appointments for one year. But during the investigation, and check this out, police unearthed court documents and a mugshot from 2009 revealed that uh, Pagano was arrested after he allegedly removed a large block of cheese from his pocket and asked a woman on the street if it would be all right to give her $20 to rub the Swiss cheese on his penis. Mm. Uh, um, at the time of his 2009 arrest, he pled guilty to disorderly conduct because they dropped it down, but a solicitation, like a solicitation was dismissed. Going back three years to 2006, Pagano was again arrested and charged for solicitation and disorderly conduct. The police department was unable to confirm that Cheese was involved in that incident. But one woman who he messaged on a dating site prior to his arrest said that in the message, Pagano explained he developed the fetish after struggling to find women and start relationships as a young man, and he developed this fetish to help him deal with his sexual urges. He said, I found that women tend to like dairy products <laughs> and settled on cheese to represent the girl. Thus, I started having sex with cheese, he said. Oh, and he went on wow. to say, I love the way Swiss cheese feels against my penis, either as slices of Swiss cheese being wrapped around my penis or a chunk of Swiss cheese being rubbed against my penis. I love even more when a woman uses Swiss cheese to pleasure me or simply wraps the Swiss cheese slices around my penis allows me to hang out with her as I wear the cheese. (laughs) (laughs) He explained that he prefers having sex with cheese over traditional sex. I'm wondering why. He prefers prefers the sex with the cheese. Yes, and finally in a strange (laughs) twist and a wrap-up that message, he insisted to the women that he doesn't like Swiss cheese, only mozzarella, and would never be <laughs> a consumer of the cheese himself. 
He only used the Swiss cheese on himself, and holy shit. Wait, he only fucks Swiss cheese, yes, doesn't he? Yes, he won't eat. Yeah, no, uh, like eats mozzarella. He don't like the taste. I'm assuming the P O G A N O Pagano, if I said it correctly, oh, that, uh, he's got to be Italian. That's Italian, right? Well, it's Swiss cheese, so let's yeah. stick with that. I mean, you know, I mean, he's <laughs> not, not saying he's, it's not, the Italian he's, not, people. he's not fucking the mozzarella. That's um, some kinky stuff, right there. I have heard everything from you know the shitting on the plates, where they get underneath and film with it, everything. This dude is out there. And I can't believe and guess what? Boar's Head hired him to be a spokesperson. Right, and guess what? <laughs> Jim Chapman. Oh, there's the guy. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. came up with the picture, yeah. and we've got to right. post this That's winner right. on social media. That's your Swiss cheese Swiss lover. Cheese hey, hey right he just wraps the Swiss cheese around his penis it and wants baby? to hang out Is it the baby Swiss or the no big Swiss? Hey, he liked them both. Well, the he baby liked... Swiss is softer. Well, I don't know about that, but he liked it hard. He liked it soft. He liked it. Rapid, Here's the thing, it's Philly, and uh, considering cheesesteaks use cheese whiz, you would think he would have gone after the cheese whiz, not the, know, not the Swiss. Nick Cannon, I don't think he explained it, but yes, damn sure kinky is. That out, is kinky. Right? That's a kinky crime right there. That is. That was a killer kinky crime. Yeah, absolutely. I have a feeling. Uh-oh. Must be time. People love the banjos. People love, they love the dumb criminals. I hate when the dumb criminals isn't as good as the kinky. <laughs> can, I just read, can I just read the Swiss yeah, story yeah, again? Just like read, the, yeah, I just, just put, read the Swiss story. He would, he would yeah, be nobody, a dumb criminal as well. Yeah, he would be. Nobody can. If we ever top that one, holy shit. Oh. I mean, nobody, actually, he needs to go be number four on all Woody Tunes. Yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna buy both the uh, regular and baby Swiss today, and and just you let me know uh, how that works out. Give for it, you. Uh, give each a feel, and let you know what I which I prefer. <laughs> I'm um, going to now. Uh, police are pointing fingers at a Florida man accused of attempting to rob a store while armed with only a finger gun. Oh, there nice. you go. Nice. Paul James Love Sinclair, it. age 56, entered a store Monday afternoon. With his hand tucked in his shirt, positioned as if he had a gun. Does that ever look real, Woody? I'm sure it does not. Anybody ever fool you with that one? He then ordered the cashier to hand over all the money in the register, which totaled $120, and she obliged. He was apprehended just minutes after he entered the store. It isn't known how the suspect was apprehended so quickly or whether the cashier was alert was able to alert authorities while the unarmed robbery was ongoing. He warned her not to press any buttons or alert authorities in any way during the incident. Right. Otherwise, he would have shot her with his finger. Um, <laughs> that was a bird, serious deterrent to hitting that button. Uh, he was not on any drugs or under the influence of alcohol during the time of the arrest. Uh, that would have made us feel a lot better about him had he yeah. been. And no actual weapons were recovered. So, Paul James Sinclair, you are a genius. Nice. That's a dumb uh, criminal. That is a dumb criminal. Wow, finger gun. That's a lot. One of those. Come on, Stick him up. Stick him up. It's a little too pointy. He could throw him a bird. <laughs> oh, Actually, if you just had a little covering for your finger that made it look more yeah. like the. Wow. You could probably sell that. Right. Could have been something there. That's you it. Well, everybody follow Facebook. Yep. Uh, the Real Life Real Crime Daily page. Go to the Real Life Real Crime Community app. Um, continue to like and share 
share us, and we appreciate it. The numbers are phenomenal. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. Any final thoughts, Michael? Uh, ladies, you can go online and find out where Colin McGregor will be next. And if he's carrying his No, Swiss you know what cheese. my thought is? Yeah. I, we had a lot of really good, funny stories here. Yeah. That fucking guy in Ohio. Evil exists, man. Evil exists. But unfortunately, not unfortunately, but this is real life, real crime. It is. Daily, right? We'll bring it to you good, bad, or indifferent. That's right. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Shit business.